Grab a front row seat to the untold stories as we talk about how to live life on your terms. You're officially part of the inner circle. Welcome to Courtside with Courtney. And don't worry, I comped your ticket. Welcome back to another episode of Courtside with Courtney. I have had the most fun doing these episodes for you guys and really getting a chance to expand on things that we talk about on TikTok or Instagram for a long time. I felt like I was the Instagram girly and now I kind of feel like I'm a TikTok girl. I don't know. It's a bit of an existential crisis there. We'll get to that later. But I have had so much fun being able to share advice and thoughts and stories throughout the year. So I thought it would be really fun to do a bit of like a year end review when it came to things that worked for me, things that didn't work, dating advice, all of your favorite advice and viral videos I had over the years packed into one very, very juicy podcast episode. Let's get into it. The best dating advice and otherwise life advice I gave in 2023, according to you guys. Twenty twenty three for me was a huge year of experiences and in and out, like a couple of relationships, things, I don't even know if I would call them full-blown relationships, some of them, but dating people and coming in and out of those and ebbing and flowing and ending all of them ultimately, because I knew that they weren't my person. I knew that that person wasn't right for me. And so it was also a big year of confidence building. I started giving this type of advice on TikTok and it doesn't come, I've said this before, but I want to reiterate this. It doesn't come from a place of this holier than thou. If you're new to listening and you don't know, I've been married and divorced. I've been engaged to someone that ended up being very abusive, ended up leaving the situation. I've been through some shit. And so when I give you guys this advice, it's not coming from my diamond filled, glitzy, ivory tower. It's coming from a place of like, I have been in the motherfucking trenches and I get it. And so I am coming from a place of love and compassion and saying, if someone else can learn from my experiences and lessons and things that I have dealt with in my twenties and my thirties, if just one or two people can learn from that, I'll be so happy. And if one or two people can come out of that feeling less alone, I'll be so happy. So just know that when I'm giving you guys this advice and I'm being pretty harsh and I'm being blunt and to the point, it's not because I'm trying to be harsh and bitchy. It's because I have been there and I'm giving you guys a little tough love that I wish I had had. One major takeaway for me personally this year with dating is something that I learned probably three years ago, like truly, really, really learned in a big way, but it's rang true ever since. Every single in every single situation, time will do a lot of the work for you. When you're dating someone new, time will do a lot of the work for you. I know that you want to know everything now. And I know that you want to know if this person is going to be good for you. But the truth is anyone can be what you want for a little while. And it's really the ones that stay what you want for a long time that are the good ones. And you really can't know that unless you give it time. Sometimes you just need time and space because you need to understand how someone's going to show up, not when they're planning your second date and things are amazing and they brought you flowers and they're opening your door and they're, they're complimenting you and they're telling you look pretty. Like that's easy. Anybody can do that for a short period of time, but how are they going to act when things get difficult and challenging? How is this person going to act after they've had the most stressful 
work week of their life and they're coming home and they're pissed off and they're in a bad mood, how are they coming in the door then? And you simply can't know those things early on. So if I had one biggest takeaway, it would be be patient and let time do some of the investigation for you. All in all, men are simple creatures. The phrase, if they wanted to, they would, is very true. I do think that there's a couple exceptions to the rule for very specific reasons, obviously. But more oftentimes than not, his actions are a reflection of how he feels. Whether that be how he feels about you, how he feels about himself, but his actions are going to tell you where he's at. So if you're unclear about where someone stands, it's probably because they're unclear about where they stand. If you're feeling confused, it's because he's confused. If he hasn't texted you, it's simply because he does not want to. So done with the excuses from people when it comes to things like, oh my, like, yeah, obviously everybody has busy days here and there, but it takes quite literally 15 seconds to send somebody a text. And so if someone is consistently giving you these sort of like lacklusters, lackluster, low effort responses, they don't seem to have time, then maybe their response is, oh, that's totally fine. I hear it. I hear where you are. I get it. Maybe you just don't have time for this. That's, it's all good. But gone are the days of people being able to make these bullshit excuses because it's so simple to reach out and talk to somebody that if they're not doing it, it's because they don't want to. If they're home all week and they're saying that they miss you and they want to see you, but they're not initiating it, it's because they don't want to. So it's really just a lot more simple than we make it. I think oftentimes as women, we overthink it because we're, a lot of us are like inherent overthinkers, but truly it is just that simple. Like if he wanted to, he would. And if he hasn't, it's because he simply does not give a shit. That's harsh, but I think it's really true. It really is just like, and why would you want someone that you have to coach up on the basics? Everybody needs a little nudging. Everybody needs a little bit of pushing, but I really just, at this point in my life, for me personally at 36, if I have to tell you how to f- communicate as an adult, I'm all set. I don't have time for a kid. I have I have one and I don't need two. If you're talking to someone and they seem interested in you and then all of a sudden you sort of start to feel the energy shift and they pull back, you're not crazy. You're usually feeling something and maybe you can't like pinpoint what it is or really like spot what it is, but you are feeling something. And oftentimes what we want to do out of instinct is come a little closer to them because we crave that like magnetic feeling where you're at a certain distance, you're equidistance from each other. So you're like right here. So when someone pulls back, you want to go forward to meet them and to make up for that distance. And it's the worst thing you can do. You really have two options in this situation. Option number one, do absolutely nothing. Option number two, also pull back and pull, you can do nothing. You can pull back by doing nothing as well. But I say also pull a little bit of your energy back because if someone is showing you that they're not ready for something, maybe they're simply not ready and that's okay. But you giving more, pushing more, asking for more, isn't going to get them where they want to be. You're just going to overwhelm them, stress them out. And it's really not a good position to put them or you in by pulling your energy back. They, you're giving them the space that they need to either decide that they miss those conversations, they're wanting to come back and they'll, they'll make up that distance in the middle and they'll come to you. Or 
you're giving them kind of a get out of jail free card where they can walk away, go find whatever it is that they're looking for. And it's no love lost, but whatever you do, don't try to fill that void and come closer and closer and closer to them and act from this place of feeling anxious. Cause all it's going to do is perpetuate your anxiety and make you feel worse. So whatever you do, don't act from your, the place of being anxious and this anxiety that you have and force that onto someone, just simply pull back, sit back and watch. I would say overall in 2023, it was a huge year when it came to dating for me of just observing people. So often we try to put people in a box and we want people to be who we need them to be. And sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. And either way, it's okay. It really is okay. Because for me, I don't want something that isn't for me. So at the end of the day, if, if you're talking to someone and you've been dating for a year, or if you've been talking for a week and you find out that this person isn't for you, then it's okay. It's okay to cut the cord and walk away because you're doing yourself a disservice. And frankly, you're probably doing them a disservice as well if it's not a good fit. But for me, if I feel like I've set those clear boundaries, someone can't meet the expectation or you're just simply not compatible with that person, it's okay. It's okay to walk away. But whatever you do, don't just fill that silence and fill the void and try to come closer and closer because now you're giving so much of yourself away that you're acting from a place of need, not want. And now you put yourself in a really a, a dangerous position that you shouldn't be in. Another big focus for me this year and something that we talked a lot about on my TikTok is if you have an instinct about someone and you have a gut about that person, you're probably right. You just, you probably are. I feel like we're conditioned and we're taught to, we're overthinking it and you're really just like looking too far into this or you just feel that something's off. Now, this advice is really only applicable if you feel, if you're coming from a place of feeling whole and generally happy and well-rounded and grounded. If you're feeling like you need to go and work on things, you could be projecting and sort of putting things out there that aren't really happening. And that's a whole other situation. I would say in that case, like do the work, go to therapy, do the journaling, really kind of feel out where those things are coming from in you and what you maybe have that's unhealed or you could work on yourself in order to attract the right person. But truthfully, if you are coming from a place of feeling generally healed, happy, healthy, and you're feeling like something is off, it probably is. The only things I've ever regretted in my life are the moments that I didn't listen to my instincts and I didn't listen to my gut. And that can show up in so many different ways. Recently, I was talking to someone and I kept saying, you know, I feel like something's off. I was telling to like a couple of my best friends, I feel like something's off. It's just the math isn't mathing. Things aren't adding up completely. And just like something is off and I couldn't figure out what it was. And from the very beginning, I was feeling really anxious around this person. And I am, I have moments where I struggle with anxiety and I feel anxious, but all in all, I'm not an anxious person. It's typically more situational for me. So, and I'm also in like a really good place in my life right now. So I haven't been struggling with anxiety. And so when I feel that, that anxious sort of like tension and that like tight, like that feeling in my chest that comes up, it's because something's off. It's your body's way of telling you something's wrong and off. And any time in my life when I haven't listened to that, I've regretted it. And to be honest, those are the only damn things I've ever regretted in my life. The moments that I didn't listen to myself because it's twofold. One, 
You're not honoring yourself and the that connection that you have with God, with yourself, with the universe, like with whatever it is that you, whatever it is that you believe, you're not honoring that feeling that you're having, which is coming from someplace. You're taking a little piece of yourself away and you're telling yourself that you don't trust yourself. And in moments that you don't trust yourself is really where your self-confidence starts to plummet. The way to build that back up and the way to become confident again is to listen to yourself, to trust your instincts, to believe in yourself and to do that through things like keeping promises to yourself. They can start out really small and really tangible. And it can be something like, you know what? I promised myself I was going to go to the gym three times this week. All I have time for is 20 minutes of a treadmill and I'm going to stretch and then I'm going to go home. That's okay. Like it doesn't need to be this extreme thing. But if you promise yourself you're going to go and you're going to do that for 20 minutes, three times a week, get your ass to the gym, 20 minutes, three times a week and fucking do it. Because if you don't, you start to erode your own self-confidence and your own belief in yourself because you set out to do something and you didn't accomplish it. And the more you do that, the more you are telling yourself, even subliminally, I can't make something happen that I want to. And for me, I think that that has been one of the greatest successes of my life and like in my in my comeback eras. Like when I've gone through something, when I went through deep abuse, and things like that when I was engaged, I came out of that through this like self-belief and and I learned to trust myself again through building my own confidence back up by way of keeping promises to myself, trusting my instincts. And I promised myself in that moment that I would never not listen to myself again, which is why it's so easy for me to maintain my own boundaries when it comes to relationships, especially and cut the fat when I need to cut it. Because if someone has crossed a boundary and has done something that is a non-negotiable for me, if I feel disrespected, then I can easily let them go because I know where that path leads. But it's because I kept that promise to myself. But truthfully, it started with saying, okay, I'm gonna go to the gym three times this week for 20 minutes. I'm gonna do the treadmill. I'm gonna walk on an incline and I'm gonna stretch. Now I'm telling myself subliminally and literally that, If I set out to do something, I'm going to do it. So when you get into a relationship and when you get into a tough spot, now, again, you've created this rapport with yourself where now you know that you say what you mean and you mean what you say and you're going to back it up. And so you're able to really move through life feeling genuinely confident and genuinely self-assured. Because you're the person that has to always have your back. When you wake up, you're there. When you go to sleep, you're there. And at the end of the day, you need to also be surrounding yourself, of course, with genuinely good people, your friends, your family, people that you love, that love you back, that have your best interest at heart. But like you are your number one, like ride or die person that no matter what happens in the world around you, you will be there for you. And so you need to wake up and show up for yourself in the same way that you are able to show up for other people. And I think it's a really good goal as we all head into 2024 too, to remind ourselves that as much as we want to be showing up for the people around us in our lives, we have to show up for ourselves too. I think about that a lot. And I think about an air mask on an airplane. And I think about how at the beginning, when you board the airplane, the flight attendant tells you, put on your mask before you can help other people. I think about that in in life 
all the time. Put on your own air mask before you are able to go and help other people because you can't help the people. You can't fill them up. You can't be there for them if you are depleted. If you can't breathe and you're on the ground on the airplane laid out, how are you going to help anybody else? So you have to make sure that you're constantly filling up your own cup. And that's not selfish. That's called self-care. I think too, we live in a world where people see confidence and self-assurance and they think you're cocky or they think you're self-centered. And really, I think when people think that, honestly, it comes from their own place of insecurity, but build that confidence through showing up for yourself in small ways. Maybe you're not a gym person. Fuck the gym. Maybe you hate it there. That's fine. Maybe you've decided that you're ordering out way too much on Uber Eats. And instead your goal is I'm going to cook for myself three times a week, or I'm going to cook myself breakfast every day, even though I'm ordering in dinner. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It could be anything. It could be, Hey, you know what? My goal is actually going to be journaling. I want to journal two days a week, or I want to make sure that I'm reading one book a month, set whatever it is that you set and set a couple things to yourself, but you can start small and do one thing and make sure that when you do that one thing, you're following through every single time you are telling yourself you can do it. You're telling yourself that you are going to set out and whatever it is that you accomplish is whatever it is that you want to accomplish is accomplishable because you're proving to yourself through these small little repetitions that you can do it. So that way you find yourself in a situation and you need to tackle a really big goal. It's like nothing. You're like, I got this shit. I've done this over and over and over again in really small ways. I've stacked up so many chips on my side that I know like I have my back. You're being your own teammate, right? And so that was a huge takeaway for me this year. Continue to build that confidence through repetition, through small things, through promises you can keep to yourself, through trusting your own gut and your own intuition. And so you know that when something feels off to you, it's probably off. You are not able to be gaslit. You become kind of bulletproof because you understand that that feeling doesn't come from nowhere and that you're feeling it for a reason. And you're able to actually be really in tune with yourself and act accordingly and swiftly. And so recently when I was dating this person and I kept thinking something's kind of off, I'm just not sure. It's like I had those feelings of anxiety early on and they never went away. And I observed myself enough to realize that when I would spend time with this person, I still just kept feeling like something was off, like they weren't genuine for whatever reason. And I just ended up saying, you know what? We're all good here. Basically, I don't think that we're on the same page. We're not super compatible. And maybe I'm not going to find out exactly what it was. And I don't really need to know because it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is that I didn't feel good about it and grounded through it. And I was able to listen to myself through those signs and cues I was picking up on. So I would just say, if you're listening and you're having a hard time with self-confidence, do the little things, create a list of a couple of little things that you can do to really start to grow your own self-confidence. And that will take you farther than you could ever imagine. That will take you to places that you didn't know that you could go and things will become possible that you didn't know were possible. The ceiling moves and all of a sudden you look up and it's just sky and there's no ceiling there anymore. So probably four years ago, when I did my collaboration with Tula that ended up leading to the launch of Dibs and so many things that I'm like beyond grateful for at this point in my life. 
I pitched them the idea. I've shared the stories on a bunch of podcasts before, so I'm going to try to like condense it down. Essentially, I was so confident that you guys were going to love what we were doing because I trusted myself and I knew that I knew you guys and we talk every day and and I know like what my people are going to like. And it wasn't until literally the day of the collaboration that I had any doubt or anything in my mind whatsoever. And I wouldn't even call it doubt, but all of a sudden I realized, holy shit, I haven't even considered the possibility. What if it doesn't go well? What if people don't like it? And I genuinely had not considered it because I had spent years and years of trials and tribulations to build my confidence up to the point of where I said, I think this is a good idea and I trust me. So the minute that you start trusting yourself, doors will fly open for you. That's a major lesson of the past several years of mine, but it's relevant when it comes to dating. It's relevant when it comes to your career. It's relevant when it comes to basically everything in your life. If you can trust yourself, you can do pretty much anything that you want. And the minute that you start doubting that, if you feel like you're surrounding yourself with people who are making you question yourself, they got to go. We also talked a lot about ghosting, ghosting in 2023, you guys. But my main takeaway, because I did a lot of videos where we were kind of laughing about things to say to someone that has ghosted you and come back from the dead and Mr. Inconsistent and, and like what you can say to these people. And at the end of the day, the main takeaway, go and watch those TikToks. I can give you guys a bunch of actual things to say. Like, you know what? I just find your inconsistency really unattractive. And at the end of the day, this is not what I'm looking for. Wishing you well. Things like that are so fucking powerful. But you know what else? The main takeaway about ghosting is, is why would you want someone that ghosts you? It's such a loser thing to do. Communicate. Like at the end of the day, just communicate. I'm not saying if you've met somebody once, you don't owe them an entire dissertation about why it's not going to work. Like you don't really owe them. But we all know there's like a breaking point of time where it's not socially acceptable to just disappear into the night. And when you cross into that threshold, if someone is still chooses to handle it, say you've been on three dates, four dates, and someone just chooses to disappear, I say good riddance because at the end of the day, why would you want someone that can't communicate? For me, ghosting past that point of three dates, four dates, whatever it is, that's a sign of A, you're a poor communicator, you don't have the desire or skills to communicate well. B, you don't know what you want. C, um, you're immature. Like I could go on and on and on, but all I can't, what I will underline and put in bold for you guys is that if someone ghosts you, just know you're not missing out because that's not the kind of person that you want to enter into a relationship with. You are going to have to go through so many hard things in any relationship. No relationship is perfect. So no matter how amazing your relationship is, how in love you are, if you think you find your soulmate, whatever it is, like you will go through some shit, period. So you need to have someone alongside you that knows how to communicate like an adult. And if they're the type of person that can't take the five minutes it takes to craft a, Hey, you know what? I don't see this going anywhere, but like, I'm, I'm wishing you well, kind of a text, whatever that text looks like, then honestly, fuck them. For me, one of the other things as as far as ghosting goes is if you're someone who likes to communicate, because I can tell you guys like funny, sassy, witty, kind of like jobs and things to say, which I'm also a fan of. If you're feeling like being petty, sometimes we just need to have that moment. Like if someone ghosts you and then they come back and they try to slide back in and they say something stupid, like, hey, like, how are you? And it's been like three months and you're like, okay, I can see your last relationship didn't work out. 
And then if you want to just be direct and set that boundary, one of my favorite things to say is something along the lines of, I find your inconsistency really unattractive, wishing you well though. Or, you know, I just don't think that we're on the same phase of life and that's okay. And I hope you find what you're looking for. I love saying things like that because it's just like, you know what? You're not what I'm looking for. So often, like more oftentimes than not, for whatever reason, I hear women speaking like they love every guy that they date and they're like head over heels and it's, oh my gosh, does he like me? What does he think of me? And what is he thinking? And how does he feel? Does he want to date me? Like, fuck that. Do you want to date him? Do you like him? How do you feel about him? Instead of worrying so much and over indexing your point of view on, on zeroing in on like, what does he think of me? Because right then you're coming from this place of feeling like you need to perform for someone else. And now you're trying to fit into their mold. And I've fallen into this trap as well. We all have, but instead of feeling like you need to perform for someone else, you should be thinking, especially in the early stages of what you think about them. How do you feel about them? Are they going to be a good partner to you? Do they fit what you're looking for. And then of course, when you're actually dating someone, you want to be an amazing partner to them and you want to really make sure that you are able to bring to the, you're able to bring what you're asking for as well. You want to be able to provide value and kindness and sounding board for someone and love and affection and all these things that your person also needs. So it's not just take, of course, you need to be giving as much as you're taking when you enter into that relationship with someone. But until you are dating someone or wanting to go down that path with them, you should be sitting back, kicked back, trying to see how you feel about them. So stop worrying so much about what other people think about you. And if he wants to date you and start worrying a little bit more about if you want to date him. I also talk a lot about being the one that got away. And a lot of that comes from having boundaries, boundaries are hot, having expectations, having a a bar. And if someone doesn't meet your expectations, you don't feel like you're compatible with them. They make you feel anxious. They make you feel insecure, whatever it is, cut them loose, babe. They got to go. And that's okay. That's a good thing to be able to weed people out. So many people try to force things. And I think the minute that I stopped forcing things in my life, Again, everything just started flourishing and opening up and and your energy becomes so much more magnetic because you're coming from a place of want, not need. The minute that you feel as though you're trying to mold yourself, I have fallen into this trap. I dated someone who at one point, like I knew I was not their physical type. And I feel like it subconsciously, subliminally, like started messing with my head and I started feeling less beautiful when really it wasn't about that. It was just about the fact that like it started making me feel insecure because they made comments here and there. And like that type of personality, is just not something that is ever going to be good. You know, like that's not someone that you're going to be compatible with. That's okay. But anybody that's making you feel insecure anyone that's making you feel anxious, any of these things, sad, upset, whatever, are likely not the person that you're meant to be with. So it's okay to walk away in those situations. Just make sure that you are strong enough in your own convictions to do it. Because when you stand true in who you are, there's nothing more attractive. 
and you're able to be the one that got away by getting away. <laughs> you can you can be the one that got away by being willing to walk away when something isn't for you, when someone isn't for you. I'm not talking about prematurely. I'm not talking about just like rip and go if someone doesn't do exactly what you want. Like I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is when you set an expectation and when you've had those conversations, if you feel disrespected, if you feel like your boundaries are being crossed, and if you know at the end of the day, this person isn't for you, walk away. It's okay to walk away. And the more you stand in that conviction and stay true to who you are, the easier it is going to be to attract what you want. I'm a big believer that God gives us these, I don't know if a test is the right word, but I think you often, before you get like really, really, really what you deserve, you are going to get things that look a lot like what, what you deserve, but they're not. And you start to, it's like a falsity. You start to peel the layers back and you realize, wait, man, like this person has all these things that I thought I really wanted. But now that I'm looking at this close with a microscope, I'm realizing that they actually have a lot of things that I explicitly said were non-negotiables for me. So am I willing to put up with these things that I explicitly said were non-negotiables or do I have the confidence, the courage, the gumption, whatever to walk away from the situation and, and be alone and actually find what I'm looking for. And if you can stay true to who you are, to your boundaries and, and respect yourself in that way, not only will you attract that person, but you're telling the universe, you're telling God that you are ready to have that enter into your life. If you keep accepting less than you deserve, you will keep getting less than you deserve. And the quicker you realize that if you don't grow and learn, the lesson repeats. I'd be willing to bet if you're listening to this and you find that you, because I have had those phases in my life where I found like, man, I'm just finding these same type of people. They're acting this kind of way. You have to really look inward in those moments and think, shit, well, what am I overlooking and how am I continually ending up in this situation? And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you are accepting things you shouldn't be accepting and you know it. And you're putting yourself in a position to get less than you deserve. And you're telling the person that you're dating that this is acceptable. You're telling the universe this is acceptable. You're telling yourself this is acceptable. And so you're going to keep getting the lesson until you learn. So the quicker you learn, the quicker you can up level. So crazy that 2023 is coming to a close. But as it does, I'm sitting here thinking like, what do I want for myself as far as dating goes for 2024? And I think I want to walk the line of being smart and really grounded without being too jaded. I tend to like fall on the side of being really jaded sometimes just because of everything I've been through. And so I want to kind of have a little bit of both. I want to be smart, have my wits about me, but also be, and, and be like really savvy, but also get a little bit of that romantic back. You guys know I'm very Libra and I am such a romantic at heart, which is why sometimes for me, it's like an all, I'm all or nothing. But I want to continue to date, explore the field, really just start to figure things out while being, well, I guess not start to figure things out, but you know, eventually we're going to close out this journey sometimes, guys. <laughs> just be patient and realize that like whatever is meant for me is going to happen. And I genuinely do believe that like whatever is meant for me will happen. Whoever I'm supposed to be with, they're out there. Eventually we'll figure it out. 
But just being like patient through that journey and continuing to share stories with you guys throughout the year and dates and get ready with me's and just sort of having like a fun little online journal of everything that I'm going through until something sticks. Keeping my standards high and my tolerance for bullshit low. Signing off. I love you guys and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.